first ever uh, remote recording of a Dungeon Boys anything. My name's Keith, and I, of course, will be your DM. I am Next Josh. up would be Zenus, I guess. Oh, Zenus. Uh, that's me. I am Zenus playing a tabaxi rogue named Errol Derman. Is that Pleasure. me? Then Harris Teeter. I'm just going down the line. Uh, I am Bryce, and I will be playing Jericho Moldrinker. He's a sort of gruff bounty hunter type fellow. And I I will be playing the part of uh, Reginald. He's a, he's an orc fighter and uh, thinks awful lot of himself, but not too much. And that's Josh, and we are going to be doing, you are likely not familiar with Dungeon Boys if you're clicking on this. <laughs> right. Um, so we are Nobody three brothers in Zenus, who is an honorary brother. I don't uh, even know COVID, who you people are. It's a COVID-19 quarantine situation. Uh, so we decided we wanted to do something a little bit different. We we all understand that Dungeon Boys has been fun for us. Our podcast has been fun for us in the past, but it has not hooked any new listeners. It's, it's not been a, a big fan favorite. Uh, so we want to try something different. We, we the, the way I feel is if no one likes what we're doing, it gives us the freedom to try something else. And so instead of doing a homebrew world, which we've been doing of a, a, a original setting of my creation, we are going to be playing... The Curse of Strad tonight. Was that your vampire and voice? It was just something that I came up with. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's going to be a vampire. Um, so I'm trying to do a vampire voice on command. It's very hard. It's it's very uh, it's, uh, Hotel there. Transylvania. Yeah. Well, are we are we encountering have... vampires in the next couple of minutes? No. Okay, you got, you got time. You got time. <laughs> to work on it. Might want to work on that. Yeah, got some time to work on it. Uh, but we in. are going to be doing Curse of Strahd. Uh, and so for a brief moment, let's let everybody, the characters, uh, introduce themselves. I know we we did, but a, a little bit more in-depth introduction of the characters. Let's start with Errol Derman. <clears throat> um, just a brief bit of backstory for Errol. He... Oh, wait, are we like starting or what, what are we doing? Are we just giving back. Well, no, I just want you to tell us. You, you said Tabaxi Rogue, but oh, yeah. um, um, you can tell us like where you're from, what you're up to. I didn't, I don't really have a, a name for the town. I didn't really look into that too much, but basically, like, he was abandoned as a cub. Um, he was put, he was, he's kind of dropped off at a, like a temple, like a small temple on the outskirts of just like a, like a fairly decent sized town, maybe like, three to four hundred residents um and so he kind of grew up uh under the the chief like priest cleric there so he's kind of got a background in that uh, which will hopefully come out a little bit later but um there's a a couple of incidents in his uh, life early on that led him to become a rogue but he kind of grew up fairly decently like he, he enjoyed his life at the at the temple but um yeah, there's some some difficulties that'll that'll come up later in the story that'll be told in character. Nice, uh, Harris Teeter, which is not Bryce's name. Bryce is playing Jericho Muldrinker, but I'm going to be seeing Harris Teeter, which is what he put in the 
Zencaster page for us to look at. <laughs> so thank you for that. Tell us a few things about yourself, Jericho. Uh, I'm. Uh, hang on. Do I need to do this in character, or do I need to do this? No, just as, to, okay. No, just as Bryce. All right. I'm playing as Jericho Moldrinker, and he is a bounty hunter. Uh, he was an orphan. He doesn't actually have the last name Moldrinker. It came from uh, when he would go to taverns and the like uh, looking for information. He'd never actually drink while he was there. The strongest thing he would get is mold wine. And a lot of the other patrons t had taken to calling him mold drinker. He took it as an insult at first, but then realized that being well known as the sober bounty hunter worked well for him. <laughs> In people often would uh, seek him out to let him know about bounties and stuff that had come up. Nice. Uh, that's about it. That's me. Perfect. I guess. Now, we oh, could should I describe you... race and class and stuff like that? Yeah, you tell us that. Okay. Uh, what were you saying, Zenus? Well, you and I could also share, like, at least a brief bit of... Our, our characters know each other. Um, you know, me being a criminal and him being a bounty hunter, but that'll... That will be ex explained in more detail later on as well, in character. Yes. Show, show. I am a ranger. Uh, don't have an archetype yet. I've decided on one, but we haven't gotten that far. We will be starting at level one. I'm just a yeah. ranger, and for race, I went with shifter. I'm a wild hunt shifter, uh, which kind of goes well with the whole uh, bounty hunter background. So he's a crocodile-type shifter, kind of a lizard-man-type look. And whenever we... will Keith, Keith, will people be able to see that uh, Curse of Strahd background you set up on this? Uh, on this? No, no. I mean, it's just, this, this is just an audio thing. Okay. But cool. maybe a little bit. Maybe a little bit of background on the YouTube video, yeah. Uh, all right. Well, if anybody sees that Curse of Strahd... Uh, sort of title page we have that was the image that i chose is kind of the look that i'm going for but he is not a human he is sort of a crocodilian human with uh some reptilian like features nice and that's about all i got yeah. yeah he's sort of a crocodile dundee type bounty hunter <laughs> got a leather hat with teeth in the broom yeah reginald yeah. Uh, Josh, tell us about Reginald. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll be playing. Uh, uh, I'll be playing Reginald Grek, and the uh, his his family is uh, basically a, a long line of of adventurers and heroes, and you know just just general like overachieving crowd. And uh, he's uh, he's he's just passed like all of his uh, his his family rights and things like that, and he's. Uh, He's out to make a name for himself for the the first time in the world. He's uh he's very he's very ambitious. He's he's ready to get things done things done and make a name for himself and and bring uh you know uh pride and honor and and you know greater greater uh greater good to to his family name. But uh yeah he's uh he's just starting at zero so he's uh he's kind of in over his head but he knows that he's destined for greatness so he's a big. Um, He's a kind of a, a big beefy uh, orc uh, fighter, but uh, he's uh, not always the quickest on the uptake. So uh, there you go. Man, feels like me. 
not always the quickest on the uptake. Um, let us. But also dumb. Yes. <laughs> I, I know how, I know exactly how you feel, brother. I know exactly and how you feel. What did you say his last name was? Gruak. 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 G R U A K. Gruak. Gruak. Gotcha. Okay. Reginald Gruak. Family goes back a good long ways, it does. All right, boys. This is. We're going to start this Curse of Strahd. Um, I don't, I've never done a module. Uh, I've never, I've never pulled these things off before. Um, I've never, uh, Zenith is posting. Also, we're going to be mentioning throughout a discord server that we are using to visualize things, uh, together. So if we mention something we're looking at, that's what we're looking at. If you're listening to this audio if you're experiencing this at all, you're not going to be able to experience that. Um, so please bear with us. I apologize. But we'll do our best to describe things visually. So what I'm trying to say is I've never done a module. I've never played D&D out of a book before, except for when we very first start in the Minds of Fandelver. But we quickly left that way, way long time ago, <laughs> not on our podcast. We quickly left that behind. Uh, very adventure zone like, except without all the critical acclaim. Yeah, I think uh, that's the way that a lot of people start too. So, yeah, it's just yeah. it's a common common thread. When you Google "what do I need to start D and D," the minds of Fandelver just a mention, uh, it, uh, it just appears on your front porch. Well, that is but the starter kit as well. It is. It truly is. So now let us begin the curse of Strad. Um. Here we go. You start, we're going to start our adventure as many adventures begin in an old tavern. Uh, in the Discord, you will see a photograph of a tavern in a very spooky, spooky area. Uh, you three find yourselves in this ta tavern uh, with walls of stone, uh, with a with the roof like you see there. What do you call that? It's not a thatch roof. It's 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 got shingled with a, a roof of wooden shingles, a little tower on the top, and you can see the orange flicker of, of torchlight right above the door. It's the only light illuminating this, um, this tavern, which is actually um, between towns. This tavern is not in a populated area. It is uh, on the road through one of the many forests of the D&D &D world, uh, and you find yourself there on this particular evening. And on this particular evening, it is extremely foggy outside. Uh, the air is cold, yet almost unsettlingly warm in spots. It's like it can't decide what temperature it wants to be. The fog is drifting in, and the three of you are taking shelter for the evening in a tavern. Um, here we go. This is a portion where I'm going to read out of the book. So enjoy. Whee. To a party of seasoned adventurers such as yourselves, so what you see is but another dull tavern in another dull town, or outside of another dull town, excuse me, uh, between a few nameless provinces. It is but another span of time between the challenges of true adventuring. Like I mentioned earlier, outside the tavern, a fog lies over <clears throat> the area this evening. 
the damp cobbled pavement outside of the tavern glistens as the lights of the street lanterns outside dance across the slick stones. The fog chills the bones and shivers the soul of anyone outside. Yet inside these tavern walls, the food is hearty, the ale is warm and frothy, a fire blazes in the hearth, and the tavern is alive with the tumbling voices of country folk. I'll take a break now. Is there anything you guys like to do? You guys are in this tavern, um, and there are people, you know, having a good tavern time, uh, as the three of you, um, I guess, I don't know where you're spatially located in here. You're you're welcome to tell me where you're at, what you're doing inside this tavern. How we... We've just come in from that thing, so do we already have a table? Up to you. You guys, let me know. I, just, I mean, uh, that's, what do you guys? Uh, hey, we've just walked through the door. Hey, fellas, th- thanks a lot for helping me out back there. I really appreciate it. Yes, of course. Uh, about there's no problem. Thing? I want to I want to make you up to you 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 boys. Let, let me buy you let me buy you uh, a meal. Yeah, something to settle your bones, you see, sir. I, I hear the, the food is uh, warm and frothy or, or something around here, but it's good. It's real good. That sounds like a fair trade to me, eh, the Mully? food is frothy. That's what the voice said earlier. <laughs> <laughs> the voice. But <laughs> we're just getting started. Can I roll a perception to see, like, what, what do we see? Yeah, sure. First roll. We're doing it now, boys. All right. Perception is a plus two. It's an 11, so a 13. You look around the tavern, and you see mostly just what I described to you earlier. Uh, country folk having a tavern time. Um, your meals, uh, we'll, we'll say that you've walked over towards the bar, requested your meals, and you seat yourself at a table with four chairs around it, uh, you obviously occupy only the three, uh, and your meals arrive, <clears throat> and as you percept even into your meals, there is some froth <laughs> on these meals, uh, but the no meals place is known you for its frothy meals <laughs> are hearty, uh, and they seem like they are hot and delicious, but other than that, it is a normal evening. Now, Derman... Would you care to explain to me what your slimy ass is doing out here? I was looking for you. Well, uh, yes. Um, he kind of, Dermon fumbles with something, like, beneath the table real quick and puts it, like, in a pocket. I was actually going to ask you the same thing, Mully. Uh, but I am just out adventuring, wandering, town to town, seeing what I can do. I just finished a job, as you may be aware. Bit of well, downtime never hurt anyone. Reginald was, is just—he's just chewing down on whatever food has been brought out. He's just—he's taking all this in, kind of oblivious that the two of you are a little bit at odds with each other. I was looking to continue my work. I'd found that one of Zebu's men was trying to take up after him, and I mm-hmm. needed some inside information. Lo and behold, everyone told me you had skipped town. Skip Why might that be? Well, skipped is a it's a bit of a harsh word. But as you know, my line of work does not lead me to uh, come into friendship with your side of the law, unfortunately. But I do scarcely recall mention of, of some uncouth activity that I would not approve of. 
I see. Suddenly, the tavern door swings open in the middle of your conversation, and a hush falls over the room, even even your conversations. The only thing that can be heard is Reginald's uh, firm chewing on a piece of meat that he's just I am just known gnawing. for my firm chewing of the frothy meals. Just gnawing. If you can't tell, I'm a little bit nervous. I'm nervous any time we record D&D. I'm nervous too. Um, We're framed, good. We're all good. <clears throat> framed by the lamplit fog, a form strides through the door. His heavy booted footfalls and the jingle of his coins shatter the silence. His brightly colored clothes are draped in loose folds about him, and his hat hangs askew, hiding his eyes in the shadows. Without hesitation, he walks up to your table and stands proudly in a wide stance with folded arms. As you look around yourself, you notice that of the people in this tavern, you are the most adventury looking. Everyone else seems to be kind of normal folk. You guys are passing through this area on the way to your next adventure, uh, whether that would have been separately or together. Uh, And if anyone were to walk in and someone said, hey, bring me those adventurers, they would have no problem pointing directly at you and pointing you out in this crowd. So he comes and he he stands in a wide stance with folded arms in front of you. And he says... I have been sent to you to deliver this message. If you be creatures of honor, you will come to my master's aid at first light. It is not advisable to travel the Svalich woods at night. He pulls from his tunic a sealed letter addressed to all of you in beautiful flowing script. He drops the letter on the table. Take the west road from here some five hours march down through the Svalich woods. There you will find my master in Barovia. Amid the silent stares of the patronage, the gypsy strides to the bar, and he says to the wary, he says to the wary barkeep, and you guys interrupt me at any time if you'd like to uh, speak to this man or whatever. Reginald is walking. just wide-eyed, and he's just stopped chewing, like, mid-chew. He's just, he's just staring at, at this whole situation, taking it yeah. all in, like, this, this is the chance. This is, this is what he was meant to do, you know? I yeah, and he's a, the letter. he's a, go ahead. That's it. I, mean, I just reach for the letter and start reading it over. Okay, you grab the letter. I will read that to you momentarily. As you grab the letter, um, this character walks over to the bar where he drops a heavy sack of um, of coins onto the bar. Uh, and he says, fill the glasses, one and all. Their throats are obviously parched. And he just, you know, he drops that heavy purse <clears throat> onto the uh, bar and um, unless you stop him or, you know, call out to him, he is walking directly out the door. He just came in, dropped this off, and is leaving. Hey, hey, wait, wait a minute there. Yes, you, the large orcish fellow. Who, who, do, do we know you? I, I just met these fellas. Who, who are you, and how do you know, how do you know the three of us? Well, my master sent me to deliver this letter to you. I don't know you from Adam's house, cat, but my master has need of you in Barovia. There is much trouble there, and I haven't the time to discuss it. I must get back. I would I would request that you be there at first light in the morning. First light, eh? Fellas, we, what do you think? What's in the letter? I as read you, the letter. Yep, yeah, as you look down to read the letter, he, like, grabs his his uh, clothing up in his arms, his, his, his wavy clothes, essentially with, with the, the cape turn 
and walks back out the door. Just and visually, as you, I'm seeing this person like literally pick up all their clothing, just just <laughs> all of it in their arms. Um, I picture kind of almost like a. Uh, I picture him as kind of like an Aladdin-looking character, except uh, with all these other descriptions I've added. Um, I like it. Okay, so I have a letter, a letter to read to you. Let me find it. It's written in Braille. When you said he left in a flourish, I was—I could only think of the robot scene. <laughs> and we are leaving <laughs> oh. in a half. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here is the um, the letter that you open. Uh, Errol Dur- Do you prefer Derman or Errol? Uh, he goes by Derman. Okay. Derman, uh, you unseal the letter on the back and you pull the, the parchment out. And it says, Hail to thee of might and valor. I, a lowly servant of Barovia, send honor to thee. We plead for that for thy so desperately needed assistance. The love of my life, Irina Kolyana, has been afflicted by an evil too deadly, uh, so deadly that even the good people of our village cannot protect her. She languishes from her wound, and I would have her saved from this menace. Uh, this is written in extreme uh, old English calligraphy, so I am doing my best <laughs> to read it. Uh, there is much wealth in this community. I offer all that might be had to thee and thy fellows, if thy shalt but answer my desperate plea. Come quickly, for her time is at hand. All that I have shall be thine. Signed, Kolyan Indirovich, Burgomaster. Hey, Which apparently German, is a word for... How'd you make your voice sound so different like that? It's an ancient technique. And I learned from the king. So it, what was the name? Is Kolian? Kolian Indirovich. There are no Bobs in this town, are there? Bob. No, Bobert. The love, the love of his life, Irina Kol, uh, Koliana, has been afflicted. They need your help. And it said something about a wound. She languishes from her. She languishes from her wound. Mm, languishing. Intriguing. Hey, fellas, this is this is a call to adventure. Like this is a genuine call to adventure. I I, I say we take it. Uh, Dermon kind of he's got the letter in one hand. He kind of shrugs and grins. Um, I see no point in delaying. I have nothing better to do. Mully, you can tag along if you wish. I don't see why they'd want the likes of you anywhere near someone who's already dying. Not after what you've done, Dermon. Oh, that's a low blow, Mully. And I kind of, um, like, immediately, like, the mirth is gone. Like, the arms go down, and it's just kind of like a glare at, um... You know, it's really hard to remember your name with Harris Teeter flashing... <laughs> <laughs> with, uh, uh, Jericho. Jericho. Yeah. Uh, put your pride away. If there's really somebody who's hurting, then we can go and see about them before I see about you. Sounds like a plan, Molly. I just want to wrap both of them up in like the big like arm over the shoulders bear hug kind of thing. Like, fellas, this is it. Oh. This is what I've been waiting on. This is it. Well, okay. Glad for you. Whatever your name, Reginald. 
All right, so what will you do? I suppose we take a nap. He said to take the west road five miles from here. That is true. So are we? Are, okay. Are we? Are we ready to go? Like right now? Uh, he, he also said not to travel at night. I think we wait until almost light and then head out. Now the letter said something about Barovia. Is that like a town? Is that a city? We Barovia? would know this stuff, correct? You don't know. You've not heard of Barovia before. Not heard of Barovia. <clears throat> I got you. I never heard of her before in my life. So, hey, hey fellas, I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of in agreement with, uh, with old Arrow here. Um, you know what? Because of what happened earlier, I, I think it might be a bit safer for for us in inside a bit. And look, you just for a bit, you know, we gotta gotta recover our strength and everything. You understand, of course, before before we go out in, into battle. Especially you, Reginald. How is that spider bite, by the way? Spider bite? Oh, oh, oh it's, it's just a scratch. It'll be all right. Mm, that is good. What, 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 no, what, nothing at all. I'm glad to hear it. So, we're going suggest... to in the morning. We all get a room. Dermon, you better be here in the morning, or I'll be tracking you back to town or wherever, you, whatever hole you've decided to crawl into this time. Oh, I'm hurt, Jericho. You know I'm a man of my honor. Uh, that remains to be seen, but we'll give this a whirl. Okay, so you all uh, gather <clears throat> whatever coin it is you have. Uh, you all grab a room for the evening, uh, and you sleep soundly through the night. Uh, I do need to know how much that room costs, because we're... The rooms in this tavern are two gold pieces for the night. Jesus. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and uh, one more question as far as mechanics before we get too deep into this. Uh, yeah. Are we playing the rules as written, or are we playing our house rules? Like the matches AC, Is it? does it go to the player, is what we normally did, or does it go to the attacker now? It's been so long since we've played... I think way, typically it would go to the attacker. We yes, always I did agree. it goes to the player to kind of just help us out just because we wanted the, the game to be more geared toward us. But if it goes to the attacker, that seems more fair, I suppose. I think, yeah, I think it goes to the attacker. Okay. If you meet the AC, it goes to the attacker. All right, cool. And if you match the DC, does it go to the defender or the attacker? So, because you're rolling is, against it, I guess. So yeah, this is my issue. My my brain says on AC if it meets, it should go to the attacker. My brain on the DC says if it meets, you should succeed. If the difficulty class is a fifteen and you roll a fifteen, you should succeed. I think. Okay. So then maybe we should say you have to beat the AC, because I feel like we've done this before when we've dealt dealt with armor class, and I'm sure the rules are. To me, it seems like armor class, if I can take 15, if my armor class is 15, that means I can handle 15 worth of whatever. Okay. If you roll a 15, you don't hit me. Yeah, that makes sense. Right? Okay. Yeah. I think. I would agree with that. Yeah, sounds that good sounds to me. good to me. I mean, yeah. I think that's where we eventually landed in the past, but we 
don't play for like three months and then <laughs> yeah we're right back again. here every time right this is yeah. this nope. is yahtzee right you're playing yahtzee yeah but Nobody the really opposite for dc because it's this ability requires you to defend 15 points uh, you only met 15 points so like you no, have to actually, overcome it that's uh that's wrong in the phb it says if the total of the roll plus modifiers equals or exceeds the target's armor class, the attack hits. Okay. Okay, gotcha. All right. There you go. Perfect. Cool. That makes sense. So we'll okay. go both are equals or exceeds. Sounds good equals to me. Equals or exceeds. All of it is equals or exceeds. I like it. That sums okay. up Reginald right there. My new motto. Um, mechanically speaking, back to the tavern? Yes. Indeed. Okay. So anything else you guys are doing in here this evening? Um, you, a mysterious man has given you a letter. He is he has come into this tavern, mysteriously dropped off a letter, dropped off a ton of coin. Everybody is, you know, in an uproar because they all got a free drink. And you guys read this letter and you're agreeing <clears throat> to go help out. Um, what's his name? Uh. Blah, blah, blah. Colian Indirovich. Oh yeah, Colian and and his beloved. So uh, one thing to clear up, I did offer to buy a dinner for these fellows. Mm-hmm. It cost one gold piece per dinner. Dang. Um, y'all could have just gonna... got a happy meal and be done with it. <laughs> I'm gonna go talk to the uh, the bartender because it mentions. In the letter, it mentions Barovia, Barovia, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. So I'm going to go ask him about that. Sure. This is the morning. This is still nighttime? Oh, okay. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Venus, are you picturing it being nighttime? Yeah, that's what I was picturing. Just like yeah, as, soon as, still... as soon as we finish up the... As soon as Reginald finishes up his hug, I kind of, like, excuse myself and get up and go just talk to the, the barkeep. It I'm lasts for him. three hours. Oh gosh! Sure. Yep. Okay. Um, so so you Reginald is just kind of going over his gear and everything. He's uh, yeah. He he is like he is treating this like okay. I am on the job now. Okay. Cool, cool. You head over to the barkeep, who is a very barkeep-looking man. He is a a balding, stout human man, uh, and he speaks to you and says. Oh, what'll it be, <clears throat> Catman? Oh, nothing for me, thanks. And you can call me German. I'm actually here for some information, if you can spare it. I usually can spare a little bit here and there. <clears throat> uh, that fancy fellow who came in, he gave us a letter that mentions a place, Barovia? I've not heard of it before. Would you, perchance, know of it? Well, I've... I know of it only because of... Aragal, that's the flowery man who came in here earlier and dropped off that letter. Uh, I've never been to Barovia myself. He claims it's only five hours' walk through the woods, but I've never been there myself. Maybe it's I just don't get out enough. <clears throat> he speaks of it highly, uh, says it's a beautiful land, led by a, a beautiful master. Uh, but like I say, I've never been. <clears throat> Nor have I encountered many people who have, who have at least been there in return. Maybe it's that wonderful of a place. Interesting. Well, There's like can... a loud crash in the background. I've taken everything off the table and I'm dumping out my Dungeoneers pack. Just like everything. Just <laughs> right out on the table. Okay. 
<laughs> you are looked at with disdain by uh, tavern folk. I I am I am focused like this this is this is Reginald's like this this is everything to him he he wants to make sure he is at the top of his game when he sets out. Okay. I thank the barkeep and then head back over to the table. Put my arm on my uh, waist. Reginald, what are you doing? I'll I'll get I'll be prepared for when we face the challenges ahead of us in the in the short time ahead of us in the morning. Perhaps Is you dumping your way. bag on the table gonna change what's in it? Um well yeah, it takes it all out. He's got you there, Molly. I suppose so. But are you planning to buy more from this barkeep? Well, no. I mean, he's he's got some some he's got some uh, some food and everything. You know what? We probably should get a bit of food. You see, but uh, no. I just I won't I won't go through it all and just make sure everything's in, in tip tip top shape uh, for before we get going. You see, perhaps this would be better carried out in your room, though, Reginald. Wouldn't you say? It what? I'm like just I'm like looking over my shield and everything, just trying to make sure everything's like. Like when you look down a board and you're making sure it's like a nice straight board. Yeah. I pat him on his back twice and walk away. I'm going to sleep. And I'm going to walk to the room that I rented. Okay, cool. Walking music to fill in the gap. Yeah. Is everybody walking to the, everybody going to bed now? Yeah. I want to like repack all of my stuff and just and and have it ready to go. Like I'm I'm, uh, yeah I'm, I'm excited. Like this is like kid before Christmas excited. Okay. Um. So doing that, you all go to bed. Uh, when it, Reginald, when you finally leave the main hall of the tavern, uh, there are there's a train coming down the <coughs> down the line. Um. Everyone in the tavern is relieved that you're no longer in there. This big, imposing structure that's hurling around his gear in the middle of the tavern was causing people some uh, despair. So when Sounds you finally like a train's leave, coming. So, some people uh, were, were, were satisfied with that. Um, so now you awake early in the morning before first light. I assume that's the goal? Yes. Derman is an early riser. I would imagine he's already downstairs. Okay. okay. Reginald is like he is downstairs. He has already eaten like the hearty meal. He is like he's gone through the whole nine yards. He's ready to go. Jericho would probably Little be the kid last on up. first day of school style. What was that, Jericho? Jericho would probably be the last one down. He okay. is not excited. He's not excited about this. Okay. Um, headspace. After you after you went off to bed last night, I I asked every single person around here if they would join it. You know, not a single person would, would lift a finger to go and, and take colder action. Could you could, I mean, could you just believe that? Uh, if yes. you're the one asking, I wouldn't do it either. Either. <laughs> oh. <laughs> wait, wait, what just happened? It kind of cut out for a second. Oh, no, no, I think I no think one no, said anything. Uh, we don't really have much else going on. <laughs> I don't know what to do well, no. at this point. 
I didn't know what, if anybody's going to respond to uh, Reginald's sadness. Okay, so I heard uh, I heard Bryce say, "Excuse me, I heard Harris Teeter say something," but then it kind of cut out like halfway through. Oh. No, wait, no, you heard everything. If you said "all" oh, in response to it, you heard me. Okay. okay. Well, I mean, you have your orders. I don't. I don't have anything to do to push you any 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 quicker than you're going. Oh, all right, cool. Are we all ready to head out then? I am. Yeah. Let's get yeah, this yeah, going. Yeah, yeah. All right, so you gather up your gear, uh, you finish up what little bit of breakfast was there. We'll say there's continental breakfast at the tavern. Um, it's like the, the fog. little muffins you got to heat up. Yeah. Whenever you walk out of the tavern, the fog is it is just unreasonable. It is it's just a foggy day. It is a a fog like a a fog that you have not experienced in a long time, if ever. Fellas, um, I just can't reason with this fog. <laughs> Um, you're and you head down the road. Um, and as you head down the road, you begin to think a little bit of, uh, of how you never really heard of the Zvalich Woods, uh, and the idea of Barovia being a place that you've never heard of nor have you seen on any maps begins to really take hold in you, and you notice as well that the fog that you are walking out into. Um, you can't see anything else. The only thing you can see whenever you walk out into this fog is the road that you're standing on and the trees that line it as you begin to go down the road. Um, and as any of you turn around to look back to say, to, to give one last farewell glance to the tavern that you are just at, uh, you can no longer see the tavern. You feel like you should see the tavern, but you no longer see it. Shouldn't this fog be lifting by this time in the morning? It, it would it would typically be be gone by now, I think. But it's it was a bit bit foggy yesterday too. Maybe it's just a strange weather. Yes, I I suppose it may be. Can I roll to like see if there's some odd happenings with the inn, like magic or something? I don't know, Arcana perhaps. Um, you want to do an Arcana check to see if you this reminds you of anything, or do um, you want to go back to it? No, it's just like as as we're kind of walking away, like just turning around and not being able to see the the inn. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it's. I guess I was thinking maybe insight, possibly to like see if there's something amiss. But yeah, maybe, sure, roll something. Okay. And uh, I'm gonna do a perception check. Uh. I have advantage on perception checks in my chosen terrain, which is forest, which I assume this is. It is. Okay, cool. Good thing I got that uh advantage. Mm-hmm. I got a 15 perception. Okay. Um, I got nine, but what am I adding to it? Uh, were you not rolling an insight? Oh, well, then 13. Um, okay, so... To you, Jericho, also all the other characters that you guys have played for me and for us are running together, so I'm going to mess up the names eventually. Jericho, uh, you just see fog, dude. Like, you look around, and it's fog and trees. You can see trees as you walk forward, but every step you take, uh, or it seems like maybe every five to ten steps you take, the fog begins to clear a little bit in front of you. Uh, it's not going away completely, but it does seem to be less and less dense ahead of you. 
uh, and looking behind you, Errol, Derman, uh, when you think as hard as you can about this this tavern, what is wrong? Something's odd here, and you can't just you just can't quite put your finger around it. It's almost like you just can't think as hard as you want to think in this moment. <clears throat> almost as if something outside is acting on you, and as you think and think and think, and I'm imagining you're kind of turning around while you all are walking forward, like. There's not, none of you seem to be extremely alarmed, but you are maybe a little bit confused enough to look around and try to understand what's going on. Uh, You also are noticing that the fog is clearing a little bit as you move forward. But as you all move forward, you instantaneously feel a brief but sharp chill just run down your spine. Almost, it's almost as if you fell asleep for half of a split second and then came back awake. Uh, and it was a very cold sensation. We all feel that. All of you, yes. Okay. Oh, that's, yeah. Red, Reginald completely disregards it. Like it must just be nothing. Like Re- Reginald is like one of those old toy cars with the the string is still attached to it. You know those where it's like it only has two directions: forward mm-hmm. and slightly to the side. Okay. I kind of side eye. Well, not side eye. Like I just kind of pass a glance at. Um, Jericho. I've got a bad feeling about this place. I do as well. Reginald, you happened to pass through here on your way to the tavern, did you? We, no, we come from the other from the other direction, didn't we? It's hard to see anything out here in this fog. I mean, yesterday, when we met you out here, you were already here. Well, yeah. But what, did did we come from the other direction? We're going west now, aren't we? Yeah, originally you came from the other direction. Well, I mean, my character doesn't know where he came from before he came to the tavern. Yeah, yeah I'm just I'm just helping Reginald out with yeah. the answer to your question. There you go. Yeah. I don't remember yeah, being anything like this my yesterday. My family's talked about these parts here for for a long while. I mean, we we we've traveled these ways for a bit, but I've never heard of. Never, I've never heard nothing like this. So now, as you continue to to walk forward, the fog is clearing. But whenever you look behind you, the fog is still dense. Uh, if you were to look behind you, you you wouldn't be able to see even really ten feet behind you. Uh, whereas in front of you, <clears throat> the fog is opening up, and you know there's still fog. You can't see into the sky. It's overcast. It's 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 uh, damp. It's moist. It's it's relatively cold, uh, and you just feel a a chillness about you. Um, and as you walk, black pools of water stand like dark mirrors in and around the muddy roadway, and giant trees loom on both sides of the road, their branches clawing at the mist. That is right, spooky. Oop. Sorry about that. Um. I want to see if I could do like a nature check, like just to see if this is like, do I recognize like any of this as being like a natural thing? Uh, sure. Roll a nature check. It is a 15. Yeah. You're in a real place. Like you, you reach down and touch the ground beneath you and the dirt is dirty. Uh, maybe you walk over to one of the trees to the side of the road and, 
it is it's just as much of a tree as any tree you've ever seen. Uh, so it so seems you, normal. Yes, it all seems normal. It all seems natural. Uh, it doesn't seem to be illusory in any way. Uh, everything seems to be operating as it would naturally. Okay. I'm already itching to get this done with. As am I. This is looking oddly glum as we continue. I'd rather hurry this along. Reginald, what say we pick up the pace? Alright, I'm all for it, fellas. Onward! Oh boy. <laughs> What do you know? <laughs> I don't like that sound. <laughs> Give me just a second. It's daytime, so that's the thing. Hey, good old daytime. Everybody's nervous when the DM rolls. These are some heavy sounding rolls too. Like this is awesome. yeah. They're my metal. They're my metal dice for he added said, authority. You look around and see nothing but fog and trees. And I just heard it all together, and I found that very humorous. You look around and see nothing but fogging trees. <laughs> um, there's fogging trees everywhere. Keith. Uh, yes. Just for your uh, awareness, uh, Derman's got a passive perception of 16. Mm-hmm. So. Gotcha. That is helpful to me. Okay. R- Running up to meet you, though, almost as if to greet you as you pass into this new territory. You've been walking about two and a half hours now. Um, it's been a long time. You you succumb to the fog. You decided, let's just walk. Let's get, let's get going. Uh, and as you do that, you have uh, walked about two and a half hours at this point. Uh, and everything was very still and quiet up until this point. When you hear quickly approaching you the howls of wolves. I'm going going to climb a nearby tree. Okay. You have only moments before these wolves are upon you. I want to ready my shield. Okay. Let me, uh... Alright. So dire wolves approach you very quickly. Um... And I think it's time to roll initiative. Because they howled and alerted you to them, I'm going to say that uh, uh, Durbin was able to climb that tree. (laughs) Um, Very near to the road. Um, So how are you all positioned? Walking Um, down the road. I want to have my my back to the the tree that that Durbin climbed up. Did we notice that Durbin ran up a tree? I think so. We didn't do a stealth check or anything. Yeah, I would, um, if we heard them, I would say, like, oh, it might be time to leave. Okay. So you were able to uh, hear Dermond uh, climb that tree. And we're going to say the road is about 15 feet wide. Um, and there are four wolves approaching you. All right, All- check, go. In a Wait. horizontal line. Yes. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> uh, Jericho, wait. Where'd our Dermon go? I believe he, he was run running off, run off up a tree. Now you can see me, can't you? How high am I? <laughs> up we'll, say you got, we'll say you got ten feet in the air. Okay. I can't believe you just going to run through 
from a carry like that with these old puppies here. I thought you was an adventurer. I am, but I adventure in my own style, Reginald. If I were you, I would look forward. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's the puppies. Uh, right. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, let's roll initiative, boys. So the way I have it is you guys are in a horizontal line. Um, Dermon is on the far right in a tree on the far right that is off the, to the side of the road, maybe five feet from the side of the road. The road is 15 feet wide. Uh, Reginald is beside him at the base of the tree. Uh, and Jericho, where are you in this in this positioning? I'm going to stay in the middle of the road, but be looking towards where we heard the howls coming from. Okay. The wolves are approaching you now. You see them. They They come out of the fog. They are 20 feet away. 30 feet away. That's like movement speed kind of distance. Yeah. We're, we're trying to make TV here as well. So <clears throat> we will uh, let a few things happen. Also, if you're listening to this, if you've made it this far, go ahead and let us know how we do wrong so we can learn from that. Um, but we do try to make the game fun. And so far, we've all, I think, usually have a good time when we play. Oh, you could let us know where we're doing right, too. Oh, That's yeah. true. Oh, um, yeah. Quick technical thing josh is there a way that you can back off your mic a bit the yeah, only issue would be maybe so i just i struggle to hear uh bryce at times bryce uh, i think your microphone is just quieter yeah i might. mean like i can scratch on the microphone and take this little foam thing off of it and everything and it does not pick it up at all but if i had done that in discord or something it would be like blasting y'all's ears out. So I think my microphone does not agree with this site for some reason. Okay. Then it will be how it shall be and we can I can improve it in post. Um which is fine. We going to do the thing. All right, boys, I'm going to roll these wolves in two groups. Okay. I got a 21 for initiative. Okay. I got a 19 plus 1, so 20. Not natural. That's, I that's, that's, that's like the only way that nine. natural 20 doesn't work. Yep. Good job, everybody with the rolls. Jericho, what was yours? Nine. Nine. Not good job to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Best right, two out of so three. We'll have Dermon, then Reginald, uh, and then things will get hairy. <laughs> hmm. Um, I, I say down to Reginald, Reginald, it might be better if you stay close to us. You seem the type to run forward into combat, but if you stay close, I can offer at least some assistance. Assistance? What, what kind of assistance you think you know, I'm going to need? Well, I mean, you did pull us out of that, you, you pulled me out of that spot yesterday. You make the point. Caution is advised. And then, oh. um, I'm going to... Use my action to hide. Okay. So I'm going to need you to roll stealth, right? Oh. Yep. Let me just do that. I got a 26. That will do it. You that's will be hiding. Good hiding. Yeah, it's what, that's I chose stealth as expertise for my rogue. Ooh. Combat rogue. 
Also, these are just wolves, not dire wolves. My bad, boys. Oh, yeah, I, I heard that earlier, and I was getting a little bit worried. Yeah, y'all are about to get... is not the kind of character to climb a tree and run away, so... Yeah, y'all were about to get pretty uh, heavily wrecked. Right, right. I misread earlier. I can I can dual wield without any kind of uh, feat or class ability, right? You can dual wield, but the weapon in your offhand has to be light. And unless you take the two-weapon fighting fighting style, you're not going to be able to add your ability modifier to the damage roll of that attack. Okay. And, and it'll... Go ahead. What? No, go for it. What were you saying? Uh, you would attack with your main weapon as like your regular action, and then whatever your offhand weapon, it would have to be a bonus action for that attack. Yes. Gotcha. And Keith, I start with a longbow as my character thing. If I wanted a hand crossbow instead, which does the same damage and everything else, would I need to go and buy that, or could we say that I started with that? I'll say you started with that. That's fine. Okay, yeah. cool. Perfectly fine. Perfectly fine. Then I have a hand crossbow in my offhand and a short sword in my right hand. Good old Schwad. All right, so Dermon has hidden. He is hidden, and if I do anything against that, Dermon, let me know. Um, Reginald, it is now your turn. There are four just plain old wolves approaching you from directly ahead. All four abreast. Feet. 30 feet away from you, sir. Oh. Well, he said to stay close because he thought it would be a good idea. Um, I think I am just going to, that's a tough one, tough one for old Reginald, because he wants to, he wants to kind of listen out to his adventuring buddies, but at the same time, he wants to, uh, to run in there, so. Yeah. Um, I think I'm just, I'm just doing, I'm staying true to Reginald. I'm running out there. Okay. Run out there. Do it. I'm running out there. I'm going for... I don't know which way everyone's closest. That's going to be the one on the far right. If hey. anybody want to roll, we're in combat, but I'm going to let y'all roll a perception check if you want. I'll do it. Um, but yeah. You're up I'll say Reg yeah, go ahead, all of you roll. I got a 16. Perception. That's a 5. I'm, I'm very Reg focused. Yeah, Reginald, you don't notice what I'm about to tell Jericho and possibly Dermot? No, I got a one. I'm focused on hiding. Okay, Jericho, being uh, possibly a, a bounty hunter, being maybe more the more combat-hardened of the three, who knows uh, at this point, but at least maybe more organized when it comes to fighting things, uh, you notice of the four wolves, one of them is Jet Black. Uh, the other three are kind of scruffy-looking, brownish, blackish, kind of scraggly-looking wolves. Uh, but one of them is jet black. Almost looks like it was a... Uh, almost looks like shampooed black. Almost looks like a cared-for <coughs> wolf. Mm. Hey. This is the third one from the left, the second one from the right. So one, two, three, four, number two. Okay. Do with that what you will course as reginald attacks because i think that one over there might be their leader 
He seems to stand out on his own a bit. Yeah, I think he's right. And I think I'm I'm going for the, uh, I guess the one on the right is the closest one. Like the far right? Mm-hmm. Would far that be right. number, number four? That'd be number four. Okay. Also, um, bear with us with combat. We don't have a way to visualize it just yet, but um, we're working on things. And this is all about having fun. This may not even see the light of day. Who knows? Right. We're having a good time. So I'm just, I'm going in with the mace. I'm going to give it the old swing. Okay, swing. Swing. It's a, it's a 11. A whole 11. Actually, no, uh, I add strength to that, don't I? Yeah, I hope you do. No, I add, I add strength to the damage roll, don't I? You would add your your proficiency bonus, right? And your strength modifier? To Tell me if I'm... Not to damage. To attack, you not add to damage to attack. To damage, you just roll strength. Right. But, okay. But so yeah, that, be... so yeah, I'm still at eleven. Wait. Attack. attack you roll strength plus proficiency. Yes. Right. And you're still at eleven. I'm I'm still at eleven. Okay. That is a miss. Boom. You swing you swing your uh mace, but you don't quite land on any good flesh and it you hit mostly fur and it swings down and your mace clangs into the cobble the cobbled stones below. Not right. cobbled stones, but the stones that are stuck in the dirt. He was uh, just, yeah. he was overexcited by the, the eagerness of battle. Yes, of course. That's, that's all I got on this one. I'm, I'm a level one, kind of a weak boy right now. That's okay. Um, okay, it is now G. Not my turn. It is now Wolf One and Wolf Two's turn. Wolf number one is going to dash forward and attack Jericho. Ooh, boy. I will roll to do that. Having two computer monitors in front of me for this is actually pretty helpful. Um, boom, 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 boom. I got roll a, a 22 hit. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Just snuck one in there, yeah, barely. <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay. Uh, will a will four damage do four damage? Uh, no, I do not take uh. four damage. It's a <laughs> class feature I start with. I cannot take more than three or less than five damage. Okay, well, that sounds good. Well, wonderful. Um, next up, wolf number two is going to take uh five feet's worth of steps backwards, uh, and just glare at all of you. Um, it looks this wolf looks Jericho this wolf looks more dignified than the others the one that attacked me Mm -hmm. this is the shampoo looking one yeah the real nice looking one Mm. he gonna die he gonna die either that or I'm gonna die because he just took a third of my health (laughs) not that one number one took your health that's what I said, the one that's right in front of me. Oh yeah, sorry, no, the one that's right in front of you is not the one that's oh, okay. the shampooed one. The one, number two is the shampooed one, that's the one that took a step back. Oh, I gotcha. Um, sorry, I'm making a bookmark for myself. Okay. Uh, it is now 
Jericho, your turn. Oh, cool. Uh, I'm going to use my action to make an attack on the wolf in front of me. Okay, will sounds a, good. Do that. Will a seven hit? A seven will not hit. Great. Then I'm going to use my bonus action to use my offhand weapon, which is a crossbow. And I'm going to aim for the shampooed wolf. And okay. do I add... Do I... I don't... I still do everything to hit. I just don't add to damage. Correct, Zenus? All right, cool. Then that will be a 17 to hit him. Okay. That will hit. Cool. That will do one damage. <laughs> okay, so your arrow just grazes by. It just grazes by this wolf's ear. And I'm going to use my free action to put my... Uh, crossbow on my belt okay perfect um that the arrow just zooms right past its ear and barely nicks the wolf's ear a drop of blood drips from the ear onto the ground that's it for me cool okay the other two wolves are there wolf number four is going to try to attack back on reginald and it natural 20s that's great <laughs> that was number four that was the one i attacked wasn't it correct the one that's right up in your grill right now <clears throat> so five six seven eight nine ten Ooh. twelve damage reginald okay well it's been a good game everybody <laughs> uh, guess what my hit points are <laughs> 12 they are 12 <laughs> so the wolf the wolf bites up towards your neck rips rips out enough of your veins for blood to shoot all over your face and down your chest and dermond and Jer dermond and jericho both of you all you see is a big orcish lump of flesh drop to the the ground unconscious well it's been nice knowing everyone tragic we told him not to run ahead the second, well, or the third wolf, the other one that uh, is has its turn now, uh, goes and uses its action to sniff the unconscious body of Reginald. He instantly dies. <laughs> that would be a very cool power, wouldn't it? <laughs> um... Super stinky. Um, that is their turn. So it is now Dermon's turn again. Okay. I'm going to shoot uh, my little short bow at uh, wolf number four. The one that bit. Yeah. What's his face? I'm Go hidden, for it. Right? So. Yeah, you're hidden. So you'll be at like a surprise thingy. Uh, well, is, is that how we're doing surprise, or are we doing just advantage? Not if that's not how it works. I'm sorry. <laughs> surprise is like whenever, let's say, our group was sneaking up on someone, and we like we were all hidden, and then we attacked them. We'd still roll initiative, but the opposing force who is surprised just wouldn't act on that initiative. 
Yeah, I was about to say it might have been like a sneak attack or something. All creatures. Yeah. So, um, but you don't have that yet, I guess. No, I do. But okay. is it? I mean, I'm hidden, so I'd still get advantage, right? Right. Right. Yes. Right. 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 Oh, goody. Good E, that's uh, 18. To hit? Okay, 18, that'll hit, for sure. Alright, so I'm going to do my old 2D, wait, yeah, 2D6. Uh, 6, 7, 10 damage. Dang, right out the gate with the 10 damage. Um, your arrow sinks deep into the chest, right beneath the neck of this this wolf, and you can see that the arrow just go all the way up, almost to the fletching. Uh, and this wolf is staggered, uh, and obviously is moving slowly as blood drips from its chest uh, onto the unconscious body of Reginald. Reginald, the time has come, unless you're... Dermon, how are you doing on your turn? Um, That will be all. I can't do any cunning actions just yet, so that's all for me. Okay. Dermond, uh, it is time for you to roll a death saving throw. Yeah, go ahead, Dermon. Yeah. I mean, Reginald, right. excuse me. <laughs> All right, here we go. I was really confused for a second. I was like, I know this is critical strong, but come on. <laughs> right? Okay, it's a 16. <laughs> it's a 16. You, you are, that's one success. All right. We're on our way, boys. Woohoo. Right. Right, can you I just roll like way. seven or eight more times and we'll call it a no, day? No, just or? the one. Oh, dang. Just the one. I'm going to need uh, Jericho because you're the only one who spotted the difference in between the wolves. Everyone else seems to be kind of focused on other things. I'm going to need you to roll another perception check for me, please. Okay. Uh, I still have advantage. We're still in the forest, right? Yeah. Sweet. Hey, I got one more out of it. Uh, that is a unnatural 20. Nice. Ooh. No, you notice 21, sorry. It is not a trick of the it's not a trick of the mist, it's not a trick of your eye, it's not because of fatigue or despair or anything. It is obvious to you that the ear of that one wolf that looks more well groomed than the other, the cut that you added to it, it it immediately heals back up. You see it close and the blood stops dripping from it. Oh, that sounds unfortunate. Um. Okay, <clears throat> it is now those wolves' turn. Um, the wolf number two, the one that just healed up, uh, it is going to use uh its action to howl into the night. Ow! 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 You're dead, Reginald. Yeah. I know. Patrick's not here to save you. <laughs> um, but if he was, man, wow. Uh, and when it does that, both it and the wolf behind it, I don't know if howling is going to be an action. I said that, but I don't think howling is an action. It's not performing any sort of task. It's just howling. It's going to turn around and run the opposite direction, um, which would be its movement speed. I'm going to call it a dash. Uh, just because all he did was howl, there's no attack or any sort of action associated with howling. Uh, the howl is the equivalent, I guess, of the, you all communicating. Is everybody feeling kosher on that, not being an action? Yeah, man. 
Yeah, it okay. sounds right. They're going to turn, uh, and those two wolves are going to run away uh, quickly with their dashiness. Um, into the mist. So 80 feet. Uh, these wolves appeared out of the mist very close to you. So, you know, ahead of you, there's a lot of mist ahead of you and fog. Uh, so they run 80 feet into that mist, um, almost completely concealing themselves. Jericho, it's your turn. Cool. Uh, I'm going to take my bonus action now and use my shift ability. I take on a more bestial appearance. Transformation lasts for one minute or until I die. Uh, I gain temporary hit points equal to my level plus my constitution modifier. Okay. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. And did you say uh, it changes the way you look at all? Yeah. He just becomes more bestial in appearance. He's still humanoid, but uh, he, being a crocodile man, I assume he looks closer to like a dragonborn now. Okay. Cool. Nice. Is there any sort of sound effect with this? Like a... Uh, probably like a ripply skin peeling sort of, like imagine like a lizard shedding its skin and fast forward, I guess, kind of sound. Okay. It's disgusting. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> perfect. You know, perfect what? description. We can all imagine that too. If That's I could the really a, weird part. If I could award you for that just description. <laughs> I could, I would. That's not, that's not inspiration worthy, but it's a good description. Like leathery um, Velcro. <laughs> also, I forgot about the ability to give inspiration. Uh, so, but we haven't made it that far yet. <clears throat> so, that was their turn. Jericho, your turn. Is that all? Uh, no. There's still one right in front of me, right? No, they. Uh, you never. You shot at the one. It never came closer to you, or did it? It came up and attacked you, didn't it? There, there was, was one that attacked me. Yes. Right oh, then you get an attack of opportunity on that one if you wanted it. I'm sorry, I, f I forgot that he had attacked you. Oh, that's the one that ran? Mm, both of them ran. The The jet black one was, two, four, was 30 feet away from you. So the jet black one is now ooh, 120 feet away from you, or 110 feet away from you. And The jet the, black one isn't the one that attacked me, though. Correct. The one that attacked you is turning to run 80 feet away from you. Okay. So now is when I would attack of opportunity him? Yes, you could use that. I'm sorry, I should have told you that earlier. Okay. Uh, that is a 23 to hit. That'll hit. Cool. It better. Just, just squeak through. That is a 6 damage. Okay. As the wolf turns to respond to the, what looks like its leader's howl, uh, you slice a big gash across its belly, and it leaves a trail of blood as it goes. Sweet. Uh, now it is my actual turn. Mm-hmm. And I well, you you yeah. you did that thing, so yeah. Uh, if do you still there, wish to? Is there any within distance of me? Um, the rest of the other two are within thirty feet. Yeah. I'm going to run up to get between Reginald and the other wolves, wherever they are. Okay. You're going to stand over Reginald's form? Yeah. Am I in striking distance of one? You would be now, yes. Okay. Then I will strike at it. Okay. You're in striking distance, really, of two of them at this point. Okay. Well, um, I can only strike at one. So let's say you strike at the one that you want to strike at. There's one that looks really rough that... Uh, um, Dermon just hit. 
with an arrow. There's one that looks like you could probably easily kill it, and there's another one that looks very healthy. Okay, uh, I will look at. Uh, I will look into attacking that uh, damaged one. I will investigate. <laughs> I will submit an application <laughs> to attack. Yeah, go ahead, roll it. Okay. We're going to form a committee. That is a ten. Ten will not hit. Keith, are you? Uh, it will not. I'm sorry. All right. I have uh, to text Lizzie our internet password. Gotcha. I used my bonus action already, but I will use my free action to draw my other short sword. Okay. Draw it. Swing. Spark, so with spark. what little bit of, of spryness it has left in it, the wolf is able to lean out of the way of your attack. Mm, now I'm within range of two of them. This was a bad idea. Hmm. Don't okay. worry, I'm here. <laughs> Uh, speaking of, it is the turn of those two wolves. They are each going to turn away now uh, and sprint into the darkness, both of them dashing 80 feet. And you've already used your reaction this round, so you may not opportunity attack them. Sweet. But I could if I you could. You could if you could. Um, but those wolves are now 80 feet away from you. And Dermon, they are now 110 feet away from you. The closest wolf to you is the wolf on the far left side of the road, which is for the sake of we're all dealing in a straight line. Uh, and, uh, These are weird measurements. 80 feet away from you, we'll say. Um, but it is now your turn, Dermot. Is 80 feet away from me? Yeah, the closest one is 80 feet away. The rest are 110 feet away. Okay. Um, I'm going to climb down from the tree and run up to the boys. And then I'm going to, I'll fire off another arrow at the one that's closest, I guess. Okay, that's the one on the far left, the one that uh, Bryce was dealing with earlier, Jericho was dealing with earlier. Uh, go ahead and do that. That is a 23. Nice, that'll hit. Got him on the way out. So uh, both of y'all's characters have ranged attacks? Yeah, I've got a short bow. Sweet. I've got a hand crossbow. Dang, we got no casters, boys. I was just yeah. thinking that, like, we're doing Curse of Strahd with no casters. No, uh, I'm going to... Eventually. I'm going to bring out Cleric after a while. Uh, it bring fits, out the Cleric. It fits with uh, Dermon's backstory that will be uh, discovered, discussed. Uh, seven damage, my man. Seven damage, or you hit him right in his ribs, uh, and you hear a yelp as it continues um, along its merry way. Cool. You said six? Six damage? Seven. Seven, sorry, seven damage. I should have taken yep. literally any other shifter than Wild Hunt. Why's that? Because Wild <laughs> Hunt gets no nothing for combat. Mm. Long tooth yeah. gets increased damage. Beast hide gets increased AC. Swift stride gets increased uh, movement speed and dexterity. What do Wild you get? Hunt. I get better tracking skills. We might need some of that. And you never know. Yeah, you, you might. Also, it should be known, and it should, it's mentioned earlier in this book as well that this is not the most combat-oriented D and D module there is. Um, there are plenty of other ways to be useful. 
as long as I do a good job. Um, sorry about the extra noise there. Uh, so it is now. That was Dermon Reginald. Roll another death saving throw for me, homie. Yes. Oh, it's another 16. Another success. That's three out of two out of three. Two out of three. Good job. Uh, Almost the there. Wolf number one and two will continue sprinting out of out of the uh, they're going to continue dashing. So another 80 feet for both of them. Uh, now they are 120 feet away from uh, Dermont and well the black, the jet black one wolf number two is way way far away. 100 is like 190 feet, almost 200 feet away from everything. I'm going to say that wolf is out of combat. You can no longer see it. You can no longer hear it. Really the same is true of the other one too. You can no longer see it or hear it. Um, unless you, the two of you or anybody is thinking about tracking it down, we're going to say that these those two wolves are out of combat and it is Jericho's turn. Cool. Uh, there's nothing I can really do for Reginald, is there? I mean, uh, I don't have uh, any potions or anything have... like that. I mean, if you want to tell me you have a couple potions on you, we didn't go over what was in your pockets before we started. <laughs> it, would, it would it would make sense for you to have a couple, maybe, if that's something you would take on your bounty hunting escapades. I'm not going to call you a cheater if you say you have some, because uh, to me it makes sense that you would. I've got the herbalism kit as well. That's also an option. If you want to wiggle some grass under his nose and see if he hops up. <laughs> well, I'd have to, like, get the... Uh, ingredients and stuff to make them. I see. Yeah, when, well, when I've done herbalism in the past, it's you know you have to it's it's your proficiency with proficiency with finding enough stuff to make some health potions. Yeah. Luckily, I have this uh, one health potion that I can use on my friend here. Does you only carry the one? Uh, I feel like that 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 needs to be that. Cause that sounds good to me. Yeah, I mean, we, we don't start with anything but what our character sheets say we start with. Sure, that's fine. Um, and no need to bend the rules for me, fellas. I mean, I got one more saving throw, so. That's true. Well, you, you know what? You'll still be unconscious, though. You'll just be stable. True, yeah. that is true. Okay, so we're going to say that for the sake of his, he knows it's a dangerous, a dangerous time, a dangerous job. Uh, Jericho keeps one health potion on himself just in case he goes too wild shape-changing and crocodile somebody or he he needs to help himself. Uh, so he takes his one health potion, the lowest form of a health potion, mind you, and offers it to uh, Reginald, who lies twitching upon the ground. That's what I do. It is pretty much Dayquil. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a d4 right um, d4 plus ma or d6 i think it's 2d4 yeah 2d4 yeah, plus sure. 2 2d4 plus 2 is this is it supposed to be like 1d4 no that's the the base healing potions 2d4 plus 2 okay well that's a four and that's a one so that's a whole seven yeah. i rise also we've never used one before go hold on real quick we've never used one before but uh don't forget about medicine checks those are a thing especially because nobody has any potions anymore 
Do I have water medicine checks? Yeah, it's a DC 10 wisdom check to stabilize a companion. But you need. That's what I was asking about. Is there anything I could do? Gotcha. I didn't realize that till just now when I looked it up in the player's handbook. You need what, Zenus? Uh, you need a med kit to do that, I'm pretty sure. Okay. To stabilize someone? Gotcha. I was going to say, like, in um, all the time we've played D&D, we've never, we've never tried that. We very rarely dropped a zero without that potions. That is true. We are usually sturdy. Save, well, the best way to save a creature with zero hit points level is to three heal or it. Five. If healing is unavailable, the creature can... At least be stabilized so that it isn't killed by a field death saving throw. You can use your action to administer first aid to an unconscious creature. Uh, it doesn't say anything about needing. Um, no. Yeah, it doesn't say anything about needing medicine kit. Yeah, you're right. I just looked up the the thing as well, and it said that's fine. I forget what med kits are used for though. I think it's basically, I think med kit is like automatic success on that. Maybe so. That makes sense. That's cool. All right. So Reginald has been healed. Uh, the wound on your neck is is closing up. It's still tender. It still hurts. Uh, but you gain back that uh, that health, and you are back to being the spry Reginald you once were. So as you visually up like, on the ground, visually like Reginald charged in with a mighty swing of his mace, whiffed, and got a huge chunk taken out of his neck, and he just went down like a sack of potatoes. Sure did. Dang. And then the wolf Got ran wrecked. away in fear. Right? That's mm-hmm. exactly what it was. What an opening salvo right there. Wow. Yeah. All right. Hey, thanks, fellas. Uh, I really appreciate it. I kind of kind of think I'm thinking I should have held back a little bit there. Yes, this is probably best. That's why I told you to stay close to us. <sighs> At this time, it only lasted that one minute for the shoot. What happened for what one minute? The shift only lasts for one minute, so at this time I'd probably be transforming back. Uh, I suppose what that looks like is just my scales kind of, they lose their rigidity, and it now it just kind of looks like uh, maybe like a kind of lumps under the skin, and they even those begin to fade into just smoother skin again. Uh, the only thing that really is left reminiscent of the, uh, reptilian side of Jericho is he has kind of these hard ridges along his brows, which is kind of like those reptile scales above the eye. Okay. That's about it. And a sort of rigid reptilian jaw. Yeah. All right. Somewhere in the middle, in that transition period, I, I could swear you look like Keith Richards. <laughs> Probably. He kind of looks German, like German. Are you still in your tree? Oh, you came down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You came down. Yeah, yeah. yeah sorry. Um. All right. What? How? How do you guys deal with this? What's your next move? We're not in combat, right? We're out of that. Nope. You're out of combat. We'll say everybody's gone into the, into the fog. Swanky. That was unfortunate, Reginald. I'm glad you're okay. Yeah, me too. Hey, fellas. I, I think we should kind of stick together on this. We we think. Yes. I attack best shadows. I uh, I usually just run out and hit things with the stick, but uh I I'm, I'm gonna see I'm gonna see if I can't modify that a little bit. Hmm. That might be best. So uh which which way was we heading? I can't I can't really make heads or tails in this fog. 
you were heading the direction that the wolves came from. That they came from, or the, like they just went back to? Yeah, the they came from the same place. They just sprinted in that direction. Fellas, we supposed to follow them uh, in wolves. And one of them, is... two of them, are leaving a trail of blood. Actually. So I don't think I saw that one of them got healed up. No. Nobody did except Jericho. Yeah. I was out. We're going to need to Nobody be careful. Nobody noticed that there was one special one. Except for Jericho, sorry. We're going to need to be careful of that one darker colored one. I don't know if you noticed, but the arrow I shot at him, it, it had an effect, but it healed instantly. Interesting. Yes, I suspect you need to be on guard during this entire ordeal. That ain't that ain't no kind of normal I ever seen. Mm. Well, we best well, get, let's we, go poke at it. We can we can sort it out later. Let's just be on our guard today. I'll keep an eye out on them. For them. Okay. So Red, Reginald starts kind of cautiously walking off in that direction. Nice. Shield is out, Mace is ready Like He's ready for something to jump out at him Okay So for the next couple hours I'm going to assume everybody's walking Yeah For the next couple of hours You guys are walking through the forest again the, The forest remains foggy But as the sun begins to come up A lot of that fog burns away But still, curiously The fog behind you Never lets up It's only the fog in front of you that begins to burn away. And even when the fog burns away, there's still, like I said, that overcastness, that dampness, that coldness. You can't see very far in front of you, but farther than you once could. Um, Eventually, when it becomes daylight, you can begin to see the world around you. You can see through the trees a little bit. You can see much farther ahead of you. But like I said, behind you, the fog remains very, very thick. Um, and you approach, uh, what I describe now. The fog spills out of the forest to swallow up the road behind you. Ahead, jutting from the impenetrable woods on both sides of the road are high stone buttresses looming gray in the fog. Huge iron gates hang on the stonework. Dew clings with cold tenacity to the rusted bars. Two headless statues of armed guardians flank the gate their heads now lying among the weeds at their feet. They greet you only with silence. Now, if you'll take a look at the Discord, I will give you a visual cue. To the Discord. Visual silence. How's my audio, guys? Good. Yeah, it sounded good. Everybody sounding, everybody hearing me good? Sounding me good? Mm-hmm. You sound fresh. That's pretty Ooh. cool, Keith. Wow. Yeah, so that's what that's you see. That's a big structure to come up right out of nowhere, out the fog that nobody's ever heard of before. Mm-hmm. Right. But if you look around where the way this drawing or this, you know, this comes out of the the campaign book, uh, you see that the way the fog is resting, you see the way the the skies look. Just picture that's how everything is around here. And for anytime I anytime anytime I describe something, it's going to be foggy and grimy like that. <laughs> Got it. Foggy and grimy. Until I tell you other other ways. But there's a beauty to this. 
area. Um, I apologize for that noise again. I don't have a great place to put this book. Uh, there's a a quiet serenity to this area. It, you know, it's it's scary-ish. You know, the two heads have fallen off these creatures, these statues, and everything. But also, this is some very impressive stonework. The statues are well made, if not dilapidated. Uh, and as you approach the gates, uh, the gates are currently closed. As you approach them, uh, you you experience a little bit of of of, of peace, a little bit of uh, acknowledgement that this is a could be a beautiful thing. Could I perception check those statues? Sure. I, I would like I, to do the I'm in particular looking for like what creature they seem to be. Are they human, elven, what have you? Okay. That's a nat twenty. Jericho, they seem to be human statues. Uh, they seem to just be statues. They don't seem to be uh, rigged up in any nature. They don't seem special in except that they are large statues. Excellent. Derman, what'd you roll? Um, I got a 16. I'm not really looking for that. I'm looking like mostly up at the top to see mm -hmm. if there's like signs of activity. Okay. You also do not notice any signs of activity. There's a teeny tiny little stone head regrowing at the top of the statue. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fellas, how, how you suppose these big boys went and lost their heads like that? I suspect it due to age, Reginald. Age, vandalism, could be anything. Oh, no. Hey, wait, what you reckon is behind that gate? That seems like it's the way to go. Hopefully a bit of safety. Hopefully there's no wolves beyond that gate. Are you all approaching the gate? Yes. Shall we, um... fellas? Oh, no, I, I kind of want to see them wolves again. Give them another shot. Well, you just keep your weapon ready and we'll try the door. All right, so I'll, I'll, I'll kind of, like, follow up behind these guys if they're going to the gate. We approacheth. Okay. I tugeth on the gate. As you approach the gate, the gate opens Clinketh. before you without you having to touch it. Oh, that's cool. That's it creaks good. open slowly. You can hear the rust almost grinding off of the hinges uh, as the gate creaks open. I wince. The, the way it's very painful. It's a very painful uh, 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 thing. Like, um, did you did you do that? No, I did not do that, and I wish it would not happen again. Yeah, but the gate is now good. fully, fully open as it has grinded to a halt each door. Grind, grounded, grounded, just ground, grund. Oh well, this Groaned? place it's stranger by the minute. Yes. Let us continue with our business and hope to get out of here quickly. Uh, I'm with you fellas on this one. I think I'm, uh, think I'm ready to get out of this fog. I mean, I gotta tell you, Zenith, that's a straight-up horror movie thing to say. I like the... <laughs> I like the... Let's continue with our business, and we'll hopefully get out of this quickly. Because everybody knows they won't get out of there quickly. <laughs> exactly. Oh. So, <laughs> like, big door that opens on its own. It also closes behind you on its own. Yay! So, are you guys walking through? Yes. Oh, yeah. 
Okay, you both, oh, yeah. you all three walk through and the gate does close behind you. <laughs> nice. It's not at all, is it, Steve? <laughs> so the gate closes behind you. Uh, and almost, again, as if supernaturally, the fog behind you that was so thick almost comes to meet the gate as if it's pressing the gate closed. Uh, it's not, but it's the fog comes to meet that gate and the thickness, the thick fog, that thickness, uh, doesn't quite press through the gate. Of course, there is fog all around, but this almost supernatural-looking thick fog uh, does not press through the gate. Fellas, um, you ever get that feeling like you're up against the wall all the time? Um, no, I'm getting that feeling right. now. That letter mentioned we'd get everything that man owned if we came and helped him. That is true, but it may not be worth it. You he better be a very wealthy man. What's I'm that, sorry, Reginald? What? <laughs> you suppose he owns something what ain't covered in fog? Perhaps. I really cannot say. Well, let's press on, fellas. Let's see what we can find. What did you have to say, Molly? Huh? That was it. I, I asked hear... Reginald what he said. Oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you guys um, begin creeping down the road, and it's another 10 or 15 minutes, uh, and as I, as I read this description, this is, imagine a montage of you walking another 10 or 15 minutes, towering trees whose tops are lost in heavy gray mist block out all but a death gray light. The tree trunks are unnaturally close to one another, and the woods have the silence of a forgotten grave yet exude the feeling of an unvoiced scream. <laughs> That's actually a pretty cool description right there. Yeah, it is. Um, wish I wrote it. Tell me which of you has the highest passive w passive perception. I do not know how to calculate that. 10 plus your perception score. 10 plus... I've got a 12. What? Plus your perception, like what you would roll... Go to your perception skill, and it's 10 plus that. Uh-huh. 10 plus the modifier? Yeah, I've got 16. 12 for me. Dermond, it's, it's fortuitous that it would be you as a cat man. You catch the scent of death on the air. Ooh. You smell decay. You smell death. Sorry back there. <laughs> oh, God. And I, like, like, bring a hand up to my, um... To my nose quickly. That's such a foul stench. Do not smell it. You can. What? What is it? It smells of death, decay. Well, is it ahead of us or behind us? I'm waiting to know that. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say it's not from everywhere. You can tell uh, that it is leading off the road up a little bit up ahead of you. It's, it seems to be off the road a little bit ahead of us. Uh, we could all spread out and triangulate the stank. Yes, I'm uh, going to go stealth and see if I can find it, I suppose, if that is the plan. And I do not wish to do this alone. I'll oh. follow you. All right. Um, hey, wait, wait a minute, fellas. I'm going to be here by myself. Well, you can come with us. But I will go off a bit on my own, just so that I can be stealthy. All right. Okay. I, I suppose. 
Why don't you and Reginald? Oh, you are Reginald. Why don't you and. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird getting used to new names. <laughs> All right. Somebody's Why don't what? Yeah, I'm not sure. All right, so I guess I'll roll stealth to go uh, check it out. Yeah, you you fellas go on ahead. I'll I'll make sure nothing coming up behind us. Spooky town. How'd that work for you? I got for stealth twenty two. Okay, you are hidden from anything what might would see you. Um, and. Or you're well stealth, I should say. Stealth boy. Uh, the foul scent leads you to a human corpse, which is half buried in the underbrush, about 15 feet from the road. So you went up a little ways, made a right, uh, and about 15 feet from the road, you see a human corpse, which is half buried in the underbrush. Uh, you see the some pieces of his torso and half of its head, uh, and 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 one leg coming out of a very shallow. Uh, grave in this underbrush. Uh, what do you do? Uh, I call for the other people and then I begin to investigate its, uh, the corpse. Okay. I'm uh, Jericho and Reginald? Trot over. I'm, I'm coming, but I'm also like, <clears throat> I'm like backing up to where they are. Like, I'm looking down the road back where we came from. Okay. Um, German, as you investigate, his muddy clothes are torn and raked with claw marks. Uh, it looks like some sort of bird, maybe crows, have been at the body. Uh, and the body is surrounded by paw prints, which you seem are conducive to the very paw, to the same type of animal that attacked you earlier, the wolves. Um, but it is obvious to you that this man has been dead for several days, and he holds a crumpled envelope in one hand. I take it and open it. Derman. It's just a okay. bunch of bills for the power company. What have you found? Uh, oh, that's disgusting. Listen. Uh, you think he got he got eaten by the wolves that, that we seen earlier? It would seem so, judging by the tracks. But listen, Molly, I don't like this any more than you do. I'm just hoping there's some information here. I'm just hoping that letter's not the same as the one we got. Well, that would be something, wouldn't it? Okay, so when you investigate this letter, the seal on this letter is different. The seal on this letter has just a big letter B on it. The seal on the other letter had um, a bat on it. Oh, goody. Should have mentioned that earlier, but so I was trying to decide. Or this one had a B. The, the one you're cur currently holding has a B. Okay. The one that bat. you got earlier had a bat. Letter B on the or seal. the BB? The letter, the letter B, excuse me. The large letter B. He already said it was a letter. I didn't... <laughs> You're funny. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. You ready? Yes. This Let's is what it says. Hail thee of might and valor. I, the burgomaster of Barovia, send you honor with despair. My adopted daughter, the fair Irina Koliana, has been these past nights bitten by a vampire. For over 400 years, this creature has drained the lifeblood of my people. How my dear Irina languishes and dies from an unholy wound caused by this vile beast. He has become too powerful to conquer. 
So I say to you, give us up for dead, and encircle this land with the symbols of good. Let holy men call upon their power that the devil may be contained within the walls of weeping Barovia. Leave our sorrows to our graves and save the world from this evil fate of ours. There is much wealth entrapped in this community. Return for your reward after we are all departed for a better life. Kolyan Indirovich, Burgomaster. That is quite terrible. It's a bit different from the letter that we got telling us we ought to come out here. Yes, I believe there is something foul afoot. Jericho, what do you have to say for this? I'm a bit speechless, honestly. Uh, they seem very out of sync. Almost as if they were written years apart. Possibly. I would certainly say they're not... I do not know. I do not know. Also, do not like can, I, can I do like a perception or, or an insight or investigation, either one? Like this body that's sitting here, I don't remember how it was described, but I, I didn't see it when it was first um, encountered. Does it look like it was like attempted to be buried or is it just like it's, it's just laying in the road? It looks like it was left probably laying in the road and then experienced a couple days worth of rain and weather. And in Left the, laying on the side of the road, excuse me. In the first letter, was Irina a the uh, adopted daughter or whatever, daughter-in-law, whatever they, this second letter just said? Was it the same relationship? No. In the first letter, she was described as my beloved. Ah, I see. And in this one, it was... Adopted daughter. Gotcha. Also, I don't know if the two, if you want to investigate the two letters side by side or anything like that, or if you want to, if you're curious at this point. I'll do it. Why not? It seems like me hand holding you a little bit, but I, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm interested in this. So, look roll an investigation. Both. That's a fifteen, straight up. Okay, it doesn't take much to see that these two letters seem to be pinned by a different hand. Ah. Bum, bum, bum. Josh, you said that, and then my com uh, computer screen faded into darkness. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I have that power over computer screens. It's it's a superpower of mine. Not very handy. No. Also, so just to summarize, first letter says, My beloved Irina Koyana uh, is languishing from a wound. I need your help. I will give you all that I have if you can help her. The second letter that you just found on this dead body, essentially, essentially the message is, my uh, adopted daughter, Irina Koliana, has been bitten by a vampire. This vampire has become so powerful that you should just leave us for dead. Don't come here unless the curse has been lifted uh, for financial gain. Mm. Hey, fellas, I'm seeing kind of a conflict of interest here. One of them says you best come on, and the other one says uh, you probably better not. Which, I mean, I'm all for continuing on. I mean, I'm I'm in it for, for the adventure and the glory, but, uh, you know, I just, I just want to check on you fellas. We've come this far, and I don't have any interest in going back through that fog. Why don't yeah. we see what's ahead of us? We may as well. 
There is a promise of great reward if we succeed. Either way. Let's okay. do it. So you guys Wait, head out. Does does the body have anything else besides the letter? No. The only thing it has left is tattered clothing and the letter. Okay. This uh, just figured we'd check. This is the first uh, body we've come across. Sure. Um, in the distance, again, you hear the howling of wolves, but much farther away than you did the first time. Fellas, I think we're going to have to deal with them things. This time, the, the uh, wolves do not seem to be ahead of you on the road. They seem to be kind of uh, deep into the woods on your right. Uh, I'm not really making a move to like, you know, go plunging into the woods on the, uh, the wolf chase. I, I kind of, you know, as gung ho as, as my character is, he's kind of feeling like this is not right. Like thinking this is a good time to stick to the road. Yeah. If they come to us, so they're going to have some trouble, but you know. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Um, also it should be mentioned, like I said, the trees are almost uncomfortably close together. Like it's not going to be easy passage through these woods. So it's like Seinfeld close talker kind of trees. Yes. Gotcha. Oh, that is awful. Uh, if this is forest, then, uh, hang on. I think we travel without issue through difficult terrain on my chosen terrain. Oh, okay. Nice. That's cool. Let me look that at that. That may be sure. helpful. Because this uh, D&D player thing, it shorthands all your stuff. It's oh, hard to actually are you understand. Using... I think you're using the same one I've got. It's so stupid. Yeah. I had to manually input all the information, so it's not in shorthand. But listen, I got a pee, so I'm going to go do that real quick. Go for okay. it. Okay. Have fun. Try. Go quickly. Difficult terrain does not slow your group's travel. Your group cannot mm -hmm. become lost except by magical means. Even when you are engaged in another activity while traveling, such as foraging, navigating, or tracking, you remain alert to danger. If you are traveling alone, you can move stealthily at a normal pace. When you forage, you find twice as much food as you normally would. And while tracking other creatures, you also learn their exact number, their sizes, and how long ago they passed through the area. That is actually pretty juicy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Keith, I think if you want to play a ranger, it would be best to play through a module rather than what we do. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> True. Because it's the Where little it finicky things. things to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because whenever we do one, we do stuff for story and for combat. And all the little things that make an RPG an RPG, that's all kind of lost. Like the, so, you're good at this, so you have an opportunity to do it here, things like that. The situational stuff. So yeah, that's one yeah. thing that you, you guys are going to have to do is change a little bit the way you play. Just because there are more things open to you to yeah. be able to do. And more things, more things might happen. Less things might happen in some places. I don't think we've you know? ever had a trap in any of our campaigns that wasn't absolutely going to be triggered. There was no re no way you could have avoided it. Kind of trap. Yeah. True. 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 I had a trap. Remember the the Jenga thing? That's yeah. true. Yeah, that the Jenga true. thing was. But cool. that was just don't be loud. 
it was, but at the same time, like, I mean, you, you could avoid it. You could avoid it, but it was, it was up to, it really was up to chance on that one. I meant like, like using your survival skill to search for trip wires and. Oh yeah. Butt darts and stuff like that. <laughs> butt darts. Okay, boys. I think Over we're going to go, flat. we're going to go for about, I said three hours. I think a two hour beginning session might be good enough. Um, so we'll go for about another 13, 15 minutes and then we'll probably cut her off then. Hey, be sure to join us here every weeknight. Every single weeknight and week morning. (laughs) Right. (laughs) All right. So you guys continue going down the road and I need to surprise roll a dice. Nice. That is just a very authoritative sounding dice. You got lucky bones. Lucky bones. Um, Alright, so you guys continue down the road for another... Gosh. Let me look at my map and really investigate how many miles you're going to travel. Like five, like a mile and a half, maybe? Um, down the Zvalich Road? You, you eventually... So you have been sandwiched pretty closely on either side of the road by the woods um but after about another half mile in the woods after you see this body on the ground uh you come out of the woods and you behold an open kind of field uh grasslands type of location uh if there weren't so much fog you could almost see a river a mile and a half or no excuse me about a mile uh, to the south. You are currently traveling west, uh, directly west, uh, and to the south of you, you could almost spot what looks like it could be a river about a mile and a half that way, or a mile that way. Uh, ahead of you, you continue walking for the next, unless you guys want to do anything else, so while you're walking down the road, let me know. But, after about another mile and a half, after you leave the trees, you spot a village. On the horizon. Hey, fellas, you think that's that Barovia place over there? Mm. It I would looks like, like civilization, at least. You would like to do okay, what? Okay, do you say you wanted to roll something, Dermot? Yeah, perception. Sure. Uh, I just, I guess I just want to look at, like, how, um, what state the, the village is in. Sure. I'm At also, this point, we'll s- go ahead. Jericho, I'm also sorry. rolling perception, uh, looking to see if there's like people, like living people there. Okay, as you're approaching, let's say you're 200 yards away at this point, um, approaching the village. I got a 21. Dang. I got an 18. Okay, you both uh, investigating kind of different things, but you're both getting the information you're looking for. Some Jericho. Based on what you can see, you don't see anybody wandering the streets of this town. Um, and Dermon, what you see is this town looks pretty dilapidated. Uh, much like the gates that you walk through to get here, there's moss on the walls. The stone uh, has not been scrubbed or cleaned in a while. There are houses that are falling apart that you can see. You can see several doors and windows are boarded up. Uh, not all of them, but some of them. Um, but you can see a couple of smoke, little 
bits of smoke rising into the sky and from different places uh, throughout the village. Mm. Coming from chimneys, not just random smoke spots. Reginald, I don't think uh, I don't think this is the place he was talking about, or at least whoever wrote the letter. At least I hope not. Well, um, if it is, that's certainly a short trip. But if it if it isn't, maybe it's a place we could, uh, you know, get the odd healing potion or something like that. It's possible. Yes, we may need them. I mean, wait. We really didn't expect to encounter that many wolves out on the road all at once. Right, right, fellas? I mean, they just came out of nowhere. So I mean, it's best to be prepared. Yes, I agree. Well, let's get going then. Okay. As you approach the village, tall shapes loom out of the dense fog that surrounds Turn everything. <laughs> the muddy ground... <laughs> fireball. We're just talking about the buildings right now. Uh, the muddy ground underfoot gives way to slick, wet cobblestones. The tall shapes become recognizable as village dwellings. Uh, the windows of each house stare out from pools of blackness. No sound cuts the silence, except for mournful sobbing that echoes through the streets from a distance. And with that, that is where we'll have to wrap up this recording, because I think our recording is goofing. Uh, and that's no. It be goofing um, bad. So, yeah, thanks everybody for listening to this long episode. Who knows if this will ever see the light of day? Maybe we'll just get together and play Curse of Strahd together um, for fun. Who knows? We'll see what we can figure out te- technically. But if you do get to hear us, uh, I would like to thank my boys for being on the call. Yay. And we will see you all next time. Please remember that we love you very much. Bye bye. Toodles. Bye-bye.